Welcome to Pursuing Perfectcellence, the weekly, bi-weekly, or frankly, whenever I can get around to it, glimpse into my type A-tastic journey away from the paralyzing pursuit of perfection and toward the empowering expectation of excellence. Not a type A? That's okay, there's something for everyone, as you're sure to gain insight on how to cope with the type A people you're forced to deal with on the daily. I'm your host, Hannah Holmes. Now, buckle up. I'm not exactly sure where this car is headed, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fun ride. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Pursuing Perfectcellence, the podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Holmes, and I'm super excited that you've chosen to join me for episode two of this podcast, even though it's been a whopping over eight months since I initially launched the pilot of this podcast, making all sorts of promises about the different ideas I had swimming in my head. and um, But the truth is, I'm actually a recovering type A and not a recovered type A. I still very much deal with perfectionism. And so I'm still just working on trying to put things out there and stretch myself, even when I know it's not going to be a perfect product. All of that said, today is also blame someone else day. So I'm going to take full advantage of that. If you don't believe me, by the way, look it up today. Friday, the 13th of September is actually blame someone else day. And I find it really handy that it's exactly one week after fight procrastination day. So I'm going with the blame someone else day. I skipped fight procrastination day. I put it off till today. So now I'm going to blame somebody or something else. I think I'm going to blame my previous job for the lack of productivity on this podcast. I actually was between jobs when I launched the pilot. I stepped into a career that was overwhelming, absolutely demanding to the extent that the first time in my adult life, I actually resigned from a position with having no other position lined up because I knew that it just wasn't for me with the amount of demands that were put on me, pulling me away from my family, pulling me away from anything that I found to be enriching in my life. And, um, And so now I'm between jobs again, but I'm doing it in a way that is going to be healthy when I go back into the workforce so that I can have harmony in my life. I almost said balance in my life because that is actually something that is a common expression that I'll say is I need to find balance. I've got to find balance between my home life, my work life, my social life, my doing things that I love life, if that is a life, anyhow. Um, But I heard a speaker once who gave me a paradigm shift when it comes to that, and that is that we don't seek to find balance. We should seek to find harmony because when you find balance, everything has to stay completely still without movement in order to maintain that balance. But harmony is finding your purpose and making sure that that thread of purpose infiltrates, moves, weaves through every part of what you're doing. And that is where you find 
healthy mental state, healthy emotional state when you're driven by just a, a common purpose that's weaved through your work life, through your home life, through your parenting, through your being a spouse, through you being an employee, through you being a boss, through you being a child, a sibling, um, a servant, all of those things, that purpose is what guides you and that that is what we seek, not balance. So I'm trying to replace the word balance with the idea of harmony in my mind. The idea then is that when you have that driving purpose that's weaving through everything that you do, you don't have to try as hard to keep everything in check, to make sure that you're not spending too much time and energy over here and not enough over there, or that you're spending too much time and energy in so many places that you're no longer effective. You keep that purpose on the forefront of your mind and that is what guides you and when you start deviating from that purpose or you start um, adding activities or things into your life that don't align with that driving purpose then your effectiveness in all areas of life become diluted I think perfectionism at its root is a disease of people pleasing in order to prove our worth. And so sometimes it comes out as, let me busy myself with so many things that I can prove I can do this the best. And so if I'm doing this the best and that person's pleased with me and I'm doing this the best, then that person's pleased with me. And if I'm doing that thing over there, then that person's pleased with me. And so that's why we have to hone in on purpose so that we pull away from that desire or that need to please. It's about setting boundaries with our time, about setting boundaries with our priorities, about um, setting boundaries with some people in our lives. It's also about setting boundaries in our mind around who gets to have a say as to whether what I'm doing is valuable or whether I'm valuable because of the performance that I have. One of the ways this played out for me when I was younger is in college. Anytime I had a professor that would approach me about my performance in their class or in that particular area of study, I would go to my advisor and say, I wanted to change my major. That's how much I craved that approval. And I know that sounds silly, but I did. I changed my major so many times in college, still managed to graduate in on time somehow, even early. I graduated a little bit early, and that's probably because of that drive to prove my worth and take as many classes as I needed to and get overrides to be able to finish. But regardless, I was like a dog chasing a squirrel. Anytime somebody would come my way that liked what I was doing, I would think, oh, well, I need to be doing that. Oh, I need to be doing that. Listen to me. Someone needs to hear this. Just because you are good at something doesn't mean you owe anybody anything in terms of that particular area. You do not have to shift your course to please someone over here that wants you to volunteer 
because they think you're good at this. If it doesn't align with what you know is your purpose and your guiding thread, it is okay to say no. I personally call it my anointed no, but you can call it whatever you want. It's when I know that I know that I know that that particular area is not where I am called right now. No matter how much people think that I can do well in that area, that's not where my worth is coming from. That's not where my drive comes from. My drive is coming from that deep-rooted purpose and calling on my life. And if it doesn't align, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You just know in your gut. You have to learn to recognize that little bitty check in your gut before you say yes to something that is a just a, even if it's just a tiny removal of peace in your gut. The way that I learned to recognize that lack of peace was actually by trial and error. And I didn't even know it was trial and error at the time. I would say yes to something. And then later I would have total regret for having said yes to it. And not a regret that's like, oh, this is hard. And now now I'm just going to have to work harder. But a regret that was like, no, this is really pulling me away from where my focus is supposed to be. Because I have a very strong value for honoring your commitments, I would go ahead and go through with whatever it was that I said yes to, but I started paying attention to that feeling in my gut. I had to go back in my mind and go, did I have peace when I said yes to this? And I really started paying attention. I literally feel it in my gut. It's a weird thing. I don't know how other people feel it um, if, in your mind, if your mind just starts going, ah, this isn't right. But I had to go through this period of committing to things and realizing I shouldn't have committed to them, honoring that commitment anyway, but paying attention to that feeling so that now I am so much more easily able to identify that anointed no in my gut before I commit to something. And so I'm able much easier now to say no to things because I know that that's not where my peace is, which means that's not where my purpose is. I'd like to shift gears now for a minute and uh, talk about something that I made reference to just a little while ago, which is all these obscure holidays or recognition days or whatever you want to call them. Have you heard of these things? It's really crazy how many, like we celebrate something every single day that's a little off the wall and I'm not really sure when all that started, but I do know that I usually get notice of them way too late. Like when I'm crawling into bed at midnight and I'm really tired and then I look on social media and see that today was National Margarita Day. And I'm like, hello, nobody called me to tell me it was National Margarita Day. Why am I just finding this out? Or chocolate cake day. And I'm thinking, okay, this was the one day of all days I was supposed to eat chocolate cake. And I somehow missed the memo. But all my friends 
on social media got the memo because they're all showing pictures of their chocolate cake that they ate because it's chocolate cake day. Where are y'all getting these memos? Are are you on an email listserv that all these get mailed out to you? I really am not sure. But in any case, I want to highlight some of the best ones just over the past week in September. Have you made your bed today? If not, that's okay, because Make Your Bed Day is actually September 11th, which was a couple of days ago. So for all of you out there who have been beating yourselves up over the fact that you leave your bed in a wreck every single day, worry no more, because really the only day of the year that you need to be thinking about that is on September 11th. You're welcome. Also, I find it really hilarious that on September 5th is be late for something day, which I might add, I celebrate almost every single day, if not every day. But then on September 6th, like I said earlier, is fight procrastination day. And I'm like, okay, well, what happened there? Did somebody celebrate be late for something a little too hard? And so they thought, oh, we got to start, we got to start something new. And it's going to be fight procrastination day because I was just late for that. And now I'm having some consequences. I don't know. And then again, today is blame someone else day, but it's also positive thinking day and fight superstition day because it's the 13th as in Friday the 13th. So I just want you all to know that I am positively thinking that someone else was responsible for my lack of productivity on this podcast, which is what kept me from fighting procrastination last week and getting this podcast episode out sooner. And so I appreciate your grace in all of that. Speaking of procrastination, that helps move us into the next thing I want to talk about today, which is procrastination and perfectionism and how they go hand in hand. So how many of you out there are procrastinators? Go ahead, raise your hand. I see you. I see you. It's okay. My name is Hannah Holmes, and I too am a procrastinator. And I don't mean an episodic procrastinator. I just made that up. You may be an episodic procrastinator if there are just things here and there that pop up that you procrastinate on. I'm talking about chronic procrastination. I wait till the last minute to do many, many things unless I absolutely know there is no room for me to get this thing done if I procrastinate. So let's talk for a minute about the ways that procrastination and perfectionism go hand in hand. I think that procrastination sends us some overt messages. When you're a procrastinator, sometimes the things that you'll hear in your mind very clearly are, oh, you still have plenty of time. You work better under pressure anyway. Is that something that any of you relates to? It is definitely one of the things that I relate to. And I can't say that it's necessarily an untruth. It's actually pretty true about me. If I wait till the last minute and I know I'm under the gun and I am 
needing to get something done on a deadline and I have not done stuff, I am I perform really high under those circumstances for whatever reason. But sometimes it's at the expense of my peace. And so do I really want to keep doing that where I'm shifting myself out of a place of peace, even if it's temporary, just to just to put something off till tomorrow that could have been done yesterday. Um, Another one is that there are more important things to do, but are there really more important things to do or are there things to do that are actually just easier and require less thought? So now I want to dive into really what some of the hidden messages are in procrastination that are going to be the thought processes that are in the back of your mind that we're not really tapping into, we're not really in touch with. It's really just more the subconscious drive of procrastination. And so some of those messages are, this is going to be hard work. You don't actually know what you're doing. You're going to have to work really hard to figure out how to do this. And it's easier to just go do something you already know how to do or you don't have to think about you're not capable of doing this, or worst of all, you're a failure, and you're going to be a failure if you don't do this right. So you have to get it perfect before you can start. So in the pilot episode, episode one, I ended the episode by challenging listeners to go do something today that puts you outside of your comfort zone, that stretches you, that you think you can't do, that you want to do, that has been on your heart for a long time, but you just haven't had the courage to step out and do it. And this aligns very much with the conquering of procrastination. I really want to challenge you this week that when there is a project at hand, whether it's at work whether it's a project around the house, whether it's a project that you're wanting to do with your kids, whether it's something that you're wanting to do that you've been passionate about for a long time, passionate about for a long time, see, there's imperfection, that you just haven't started because you're putting it off and you find yourself gravitating. Whenever you think about that thing, you find yourself gravitating toward really mindless things, pay attention to that and ask yourself, what is the real message I have in the back of my mind right now that's prohibiting me from moving forward in accomplishing this task that I know needs to be done, that I know I need to focus on, that I know I need to put some energy in, but I'm just, I can't move forward with, ask yourself, what message is my brain telling me? Is my brain telling me, you don't know how to do this. The effort's going to be too much. You're not capable of that effort. You're going to be a failure. And you have to stop those thoughts. You have to identify them before you can stop them. So identify them, pay attention to your behavior to see what exactly it is that you're doing, and then you can maybe hone in on what the thought is, and then you can conquer that thought by taking action that is directly oppositional to the thought. Of course, one more message that um, procrastination may be trying to give you is 
that you're tired because your 111-month-old child still isn't sleeping through the night, so you need rest. And my friends, if that's what procrastination is saying to you, it's probably speaking the truth. So go get you a nap, get some rest so you're operating on all cylinders and that you can be the best, most productive version of yourself. Thanks for listening today. I hope that you go out and do something today that could be put off till tomorrow. Also, if you liked what you heard today and found that it would be helpful for someone else, please share this podcast. And I also ask that if you're listening on iTunes, that you would please leave me a rating and review. That's how I can increase my listening audience. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Pursuing Perfectcellence with your host, Hannah Holmes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can reach me by emailing perfectcellent at gmail.com or connect with me on social media at Pursuing Perfectcellence on Instagram or Twitter. Have a great day and we'll see you next time.